0: Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the much love you have for us. We give you thanks for this opportunity to come together, um, to, be, to listen to you, to be blessed by you, to be reminded of your love for us and your love for the world, but also to be taught by you, to, to gain from you and um, what it means to be Christians in this world. Lord, help us, help us as we think about what it means to be thankful. In all circumstances. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances. Is that easy for you or hard? Have you found it challenging at times to be thankful? Or maybe you find it easy to be thankful regularly. Here's some thoughts from Luther. Luther made this comment, gratitude is the basic Christian attitude. Having an attitude of gratitude, of being thanks, is a basic Christian attitude. And then he says in another place, if you're unthankful, you're a thief if you think about it, what it means, you're not recognising that the gifts you've received have come from somebody else and you're trying to take credit for them. And then in, at the end of his explanation to the first article of the Apostle Creed, he says, in response to everything God gives, all we can do is offer a sacrifice of praise and thanks. And so there's this idea of being a Christian is one of being thankful Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who um, lived around and was a pastor around the time of the Nazis and where the war was on, made this comment. In ordinary life, we hardly realise that we have received a great deal more than we give. And so it is only with a gratitude that life becomes rich. In other words, we we start to be richer when we recognise that we've been blessed and to be thankful for those blessings. So something for all of us to reflect on, something for us to continually think, be reflect on is, how is it possible to give thanks in all circumstances? How is it possible to be a thankful person in all circumstances? There's probably an easy time to give thanks. Fairly easy time is when you receive something good, you know, when you receive a gift. Or when someone does something good for you, or you see something good. Now I've heard of people who go in the botanical gardens and they see some beautiful flowers and they say, thank God for this. They're the easy times to be thankful, aren't they? You've seen something good, life is good, something you've received, a blessing, someone's offered you something. Or is it always easy to be thankful? In the reading we had before the confession... There's a story where there are 10 lepers, all get healed, but only one returns. We don't know what the others did. But maybe they're like some people who live today. They get blessings from God. They may recognise them a little bit, or they may not. Or they may eventually forget that all their blessings, the blessings of their health, is a gift from God. And so there may be times even in our life that we have received something from God and not thank God for it. We've gone on our own life. We've said, oh, we're busy. We've got a lot of things. I've got my own time. I don't need to do it at church. I don't need to connect with other Christians. I don't need to thank God because God loves me anyway. The point is we don't thank God to get his love. We get God because of his love. The good news about this is Jesus didn't take away the healing of the other nine, but He did praise and give thanks also to the one that was thankful. And so think about it. Think about the good things in your life. And I've had people say to me at times, Oh, but I deserve what I have. I've worked hard for it. Or I deserve what it because they've got it. But remember, as one, someone once said to me, everything we have in life, including the air we breathe, is a gift from God. So let's be thankful for it. There's a story of Jan Grzbeski. Jan Grzbeski um, grew up and lived in Poland. And in the 80s, he went into a coma, and he was in a coma for 19 years. And when he woke from the coma, he looked around and life had changed dramatically. You see, when he went into the coma, Poland was under communist rule. But when he came out, they they weren't. But he looked around after a while and he said, I'm puzzled. He said, all these people are walking around with their phones They're all going to frown on their face. They're all complaining. They're all worried about all the the problems in the world. So they should be thankful. They've got this technology where they can communicate with anyone easy within the world. And he said, when I went into a coma, there were many days when I'd go to the supermarket and all you could bribe was vinegar and bread. And I thought, when I first heard this story, I thought, ah, it's a bit of an exaggeration. But when I was in Mongolia, there was a department store that was five stories high that at one stage all it had was flour. And so that was the life he had. He said, I can't understand it. Why aren't they being thankful? And his conclusion was, is they were living in the present. They were only focused on the worries and they were missing the many blessings they had, the blessings of freedom the blessings of technology, the blessings of being able to have choice and the blessings of not worrying about the government could come and take them away for some unknown reason. I think this is something for us to also think about. You know, we have a mammoth amount of news and information we can get access to, but a lot of it's negative. People worried about the wars, people worried about the problems, but not just worried, they're consumed with that and allow their whole outlook on life be consumed with the problems and allowing that to overshadow the blessings we have. Now, it's not about ignoring those things, but it's about putting our lives in perspectives that we do have many blessings. Someone once, just recently, with the whole controversy over Australia Day, spoke to me and said, I'm very confused Why don't Australians like being Australians? Why aren't you thankful for living in this country for the good things that we have? And I explained a little bit of the history and they said, but we can still be thankful for being in Australia. And sometimes it needs somebody from outside who sees that, to see that we're focusing on the negative rather than the blessings, to help us to be thankful in all circumstances. And then there's another passage that we heard today from Jesus, and it's the the feeding of the 5,000. There's a number of different tellings of this story. The one in Mark tells us that Jesus asked them to bring whatever they had and they come along we've got five loaves and two fishes. Now, if you were Jesus' disciples... And all you could present was five loaves and two fishes. And Jesus says, I'm about to pray. What would you have prayed for? I'd be probably praying for more food. (laughs) I'd probably be praying for God's help. (laughs) But what does Jesus do? He gives thanks for what he has. He gives thanks for what he has, not for what he doesn't complain about, what he doesn't have. Now, I know he's God and I know he's going to do a miracle, but... It's kind of a reminder to us that every day we should be taking time to thank God for what we have. Thanking for what we have. I'm reminded of a lady um, in India who's begging on the street and she says, every morning I thank God for the people I meet, for the food I had yesterday and for the space I have to sit today. And that's an encouragement for us to think about, is to thank God for what we do have. We can, yes, we can pray about other things, the needs that we have. But let's also develop an attitude of being thanks for what we do have. I had a mother once say to me, I'm thankful that my children wake me up in the middle of the night screaming because I know they're alive. And then we come to our Old Testament reading Jonah. And Jonah gives thanks in the belly of the whale when he's in this mess, when he's in a disaster. And he still finds a way to give thanks to God. Now he's not thanking God that he's in the mess necessarily. Although I have had people say to me, I thank God they put me in a I got put in a disaster because it got me out of another bigger problem that I wasn't seeing. But that's not what Jonah was on about. Jonah was thanking God for God's continual love and presence. That God is with him. And when I visited people in hospital who are going through difficulties, who are facing a tragedy, one of their comments to me is that their faith, the presence of God, they thank God that he is present during those times. And this is something for all of us to take on board because there's times when I've kind of been in a a difficult or sticky situation, and I haven't thanked God, I've focused on all the other things. And then when someone suggested we thank God for his presence, it kind of changes your focus. It puts the rest of your life in perspective. And so the encouragement from that reading, I think, for us today is, when facing trouble, thank God for his love and presence. Now, our problem, particularly from a Western society, is we often develop this attitude that if God is present, things are going to go well. Things are going to be smooth. We're not going to argue with anyone. We're not going to have any problems. Well, can I encourage you then to look at the Scriptures? God is constantly present, but there's problems. But God is walking with people through those problems, helping people through those problems. This is what is doing. He's thanking God for his love and that he's now recognising his love rather than, as he said, those who turn away and worship idols don't recognise God's love. So what does all this mean for us as we live our Christian life, we live our faith? Well, first of all, let's think about developing an attitude of thanks is not something you can just conjure up. You're not going to conjure up by listening to the news too much. But developing an attitude of thanks comes from spending regular time with God, listening to his word, listening to who he is, the love he has for you, the love he has for the world, the perseverance that he continues through worship, through Bible study, through your own devotions. It's just spending that time with God and that will nurture a spirit of thanks in us. Secondly, reflect on the many good things, people and situations in your life. Take time each morning to kind of think about, the, or the end of the day, the good things that are in your life, the blessings. Maybe something small. Maybe something major, but it's important. One person had said to me, when they started doing this every day, they said it was amazed how many things they started to recognize. You know, and sometimes we don't recognize blessings, even though they're right under our nose. So when I went to high school, we had a, a principal who would, at least once a month, would thank the cleaners. And then one time he told the cleaners not to do any work for 24 hours. And it was then that we recognised the beauty of the cleaners, the blessings that we have. Because sometimes many of the blessings we don't recognise. Like for instance, in my I, the bananas that were on the um, video—they're not mine, but I could have put them there because I love having a banana every morning. But I recognise when I haven't done shopping, the missing banana. So can I encourage you to think about the good things, whether it be small or big, people and situations in your life. Thirdly, recognise and accept your current callings in life. Many of us have multiple callings in life. God has placed us in the situation we're now and recognise that this is where God is present with you at the moment. And this is where God can use you to, to love him and to love others. doesn't mean you may w- always stay in those callings. But rather than, and I've had some people say, I hate my job. You know what happens when someone says they hate their job and they're not really thankful for their job? They don't really bless anyone around them. They don't really serve, they don't really care, they, they become grumpy. And they're also a bit angry with God at times. But when they say, well, this is where God's placed me, it may not be where I want to stay, they start looking for, how's God calling me to serve? What can I do in this situation? How can I be thankful for this scenario? And the fourth thing is, remember not just what God gives, but who he is. Your ongoing, loving, heavenly father. Now, frequently, we are focused on our earthly life before we thank God. I've had people who have stopped coming to church who initially say, oh, I've still got a relationship with God, but I'm, I'm not coming to church because oh, things, you know, I've got too busy. And then over time, they've kind of drifted. And I've noticed that they've drifted even further away from the Christian faith. And behind one of their stories, something's happened. They're upset with God because he hasn't answered their prayers in the way they would like or exactly given them what they want or fixed up a problem in the way they like. Now, one lady um, in one of my previous congregations stopped coming to worship because her husband died before and she said, that's not right. I should have died before my husband. And she was so lonely, so angry with God. And then near about 10 years later, she started coming back and said, I've missed so much of spending time with God and with others. And she started to recognise that it's not about what God gives us on this earth, but about this eternal future. And this is the key, one of the key things for us as Christians, is be thankful for what is to come. Be thankful for the future that God's made possible through Jesus. That the reason Jesus came into this world is not necessarily to make our life comfortable, but rather to give us an eternal future. And he does that by paying the price for our sins dying on the cross, rising for us so that we can have life forever. And it's good to be thankful for that. And so I want to leave you with this. No matter what has happened, starting the day with gratitude brings you back to reality. There are many things, people and situations to be thankful for because of God's love. I pray that you continue to know that we are thankful for each of you. But also, I pray that you continue to grow in this thankfulness. And even sharing your thankfulness with others. One of the the beauties I've had is a number of people who have a far stronger thankful spirit than I do. You know, whenever I meet them, the first thing they do is they'll say they're thankful for you. Although, a bit like Paul, if you read Paul's letters, I always thank God for you, right? Um, and they're, they're not putting it on. They're, they are naturally thankful people. They are thankful for what they have, rather than complain and whinge and go crook. They, and yeah, they'll still bring up problems, but they talk about being thankful. And we can be thankful because God always loves us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the love you have for us, not just occasionally, but all the time. We thank you for um, the future you've made possible, but we also thank you for all the small blessings you've given us on this earth. Lord, help us to be people who are thankful in all circumstances. We need your help for that, because it doesn't always come natural, and sometimes it's very hard. But Lord, as we live... May we have to see the things we can be thankful for. And loving Father, we place before you our lives and we place before you the lives of others. May you continue to bless us and others with your love so others know about Jesus and the future he's made possible. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.